This is the 451. I'm Summer Brennan. I'm Jonathan Mann. And Jesse is still part of the 451, but he's not here right now. But we're the 451, a podcast <laughs> for the resistance. <laughs> A lot of stuff has happened. Yes. Welcome back from fatherhood. I mean, you're still in fatherhood. But I'm like... still in fatherhood. <laughs> yes. Uh, the baby is here. It has been a month, um, which is a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. She she is literally uh, as of as of last night at 3.15 a.m. She uh, is, four, <laughs> is four weeks exactly. Aw. Yeah. Um, Happy four week birthday to little yeah. Epiphany. Yeah, I was just telling you off air that uh, it is exhausting um, with two because, like, basically I'm responsible for the toddler and my wife is responsible for the baby and we each just sort of do that on our own and it's very exhausting. I actually, yeah, I I said it's sort of like being a single parent, but it's actually like I I do not understand how single parents do it. Like, I have probably the most respect for anybody is is reserved for single parents because it's just like, it just seems like, Holy moly, how do you do that? Yeah, and yet amazingly they do something. They do. Yeah. Um so anyway, that's 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 <sighs> that's what I'm doing. You uh you uh got a book funded. I did. I mean I'd had the book sold last year and in, in advance, but I got like the finishing of the book funded, which is amazing. So amazing. thank you. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone that helped me out with that. And if there's any listeners that saw that and contributed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing. Um, I get to really like do the book as it should be done, yeah. uh, which is just fantastic. Cause so rarely and, that, that happens, you know, and the podcast thing, right? Is the podcast thing happening? Yeah. Well, so I'm also going to, um, I met with a radio producer, um, and we're going to be, it won't happen until after the book is written and I hope can come out like at the same time the book comes out. Um, so yeah, we're going to do like an audio, doc- I don't know what you call them, audio documentary. Yeah. It's, not, it's not really a podcast because at this point, I don't really see it as being like episodic. I thought we'd just do like one, okay. um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe there's enough for, you know, a short, like a little series. We'll see. But um, but yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, I, I could imagine it being like a short run series type thing like like even if it's four or five episodes or something like like serial but for art mystery <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know we'll yeah, see totally. i mean yeah so right now what i'm just doing is um making sure that i have the right audio equipment to take mm-hmm. with me on this next trip back to europe um france especially and you know just since we're going are we not exactly sure like what aspects of the story we want to pull forward for audio. This is not about politics. Sorry, guys, who are like, what are you even talking about? Um, (laughs) It's a really interesting story. I I, I encourage people, they should go look at, um, we'll put a link in the show notes. They should go look. Yeah, it's like such a fascinating story that you are uncovering. I find it fascinating, obviously. Um, So that'll be cool. And I, it will be far more polished than anything that I do for our own podcast. Um, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to be talking to, you know, like experts and people that yeah. are personally involved and do the full like podcast documentary treatment. So that's going to be, really be like exciting. a real, like the real deal. Yeah. yeah. Like exactly. So that's, <laughs> um, so that's I, fun. Anyway. I just got an email from Jesse. He, okay. he said he can be here in 15 minutes, but I think we might be done by then. So yeah. we'll see. Okay. I told him to join us when he can. Um, <laughs> So uh, let's just talk real quick about. Yeah. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> oh my god! This week, 
We are I got recording the, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's Thursday at ten a.m. So if anything happens between now, which is possible, um, uh, yeah. You know, I got that text. I got like a I have CNN text alerts, and I got this text alert that he had fired Comey, and <laughs> yeah. I did my my like brain instantly exploded. Yes. Um, I feel like even in the first mo- moment, like I knew, I knew instinctively that that was like a very, very bad thing and a very dangerous thing. Yeah. And it wasn't really until, you know, I started reading about it and, and, and listening to podcasts about it and stuff like that. I started to understand exactly just how dangerous that move is. Yeah. It's really, really alarming. I don't know if it's the most alarming thing that he's done, but it's up there. It's up there. It's pretty, I, I, yeah. I mean, New York times just released a, a chart actually like a, like a four quadrant chart to okay. chart like the, how alarming different things are. Oh God. And, and, and they put this one at the very most important and alarming. That's... Yeah. I, I think that I could endorse that. I mean, I, I hesitate to say that only because of all the stuff with like, you know, banning Muslims and that yeah. will not, you know, the, the Muslim ban, I'm not going to get buy into his nonsense that it's not a Muslim ban. Yeah. Um, so like, it's hard, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that something is more alarming than that, but this is so threatening to the foundation of American democracy. Like that sentence feels cliche, but it's so true. In this well, we've instance. been saying it, right? We've I been know. saying it for, yeah. for a while now. And, and uh, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of like little chips away here and there. And then this one feels like a big chunk. Yeah. You it's know, it's like huge. A, and, like a... um, and I've expected this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. just, it's just different when it, it's happening happens. to you. Yeah. Um, I know that like the metaphor of personal like relationship abuse is a little bit like maybe it's very commonly used, maybe overly used in this mm. instance, but it's kind of like, um, you know, it's easy when you see something from afar, like when someone else's partner is abusive to them, like if this is happening in Turkey or wherever, yeah. you're right. like, that's terrible. She should leave. Like yeah. he should get out of that situation. Yeah. Right. And, but then when it's happening to you, somehow there's this weird kind of like, Oh, it'll be fine. Like there's the, I mean, and I, I think that's real. That's, that's supposed to be really common. And again, like I, I'm not sure how useful it is to continue using this type of metaphor for our yeah. political situation, but I think there's something there that when it's going on, it's, if your life allows you enough privilege to put your head in the sand, it's kind of like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So that's really worrying. Let's talk about like some of the aspects of this. Like the thing that I keep thinking about is who, you know, who is he going to nominate? Like and, Giuliani or, you know, somebody, and, yeah. and is, uh, uh, and, and, and uh, uh, what goes with that is, is like, is, is the GOP ever going to stand up? Are it, you know, if this doesn't do it, it sort of seems like, it sort of seems like that they just won't. It's like, not if, looking good. Yeah, if this isn't the if this isn't the straw, then it seems like there is no straw. And so, um, who is he going to nominate? And if they, if, let's say he does do something crazy like Giuliani or the, that crazy sheriff who wants to oh, lock God. her up or whatever, oh, like God. you know, let's say he does one of those people. Like, will you know, will the, the uh, GOP senators um, just sort of rubber stamp it and and send send them through? And at that point, at that point, we're we're you know, we're sort of, we're gone. I guess. I, I, it feels like at that point, yeah. like, I, I don't know what, I don't know how else to, to think about it. I don't know. And it's such a big statement to say, like, that's it, you know, but, but. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I mean, it no, might, but it's, I, I, I don't feel, think you're exaggerating. It, I don't yeah. think you're exaggerating, but it's just a, quite a momentous thing to say and yeah. to and be to feel. true. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I just think about historically, like, 
you know, societies that were um, not that crazy that became crazy. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think the gradualness of it, like, it happens often over a space of a couple years. Right. Which, when you look at it, in, like, historically, yeah, it's really fast. Right. But when it's happening But while to, you're in it... Right, like, yeah. already... It's like a boiling a frog, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, a year ago, the stuff that, like, just the concept of Trump was, like, nuts. And now... Right. And then he was elected, and everybody, understandably, like, cried for 100 days. And then... um I mean, not everybody, whatever, but you know, <laughs> most people, most of us, most people, of us, most well, of mean, America. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, and um, plurality, right? And even I, it, like stuff becomes normal. I don't know if you're watching The Handmaid's Tale or if anyone else is watching The Handmaid's tried. Tale. I tried. I yeah. tried. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> there's there's a thing. There's just a line that one of the people and it says where it's like, you know, normal's just what you're used to, and they're trying to explain yeah. to you know to these women that are going to be like basically like you know uterus slaves like for this like religious yeah. right it's like you know this this will become normal like it's like normal is just what you're used to this will become yeah. normal yeah. and i keep thinking about that it's just and you know and everybody again don't normalize and they're whatever i'm going to go on a tangent about this now but go yeah go for it no no i mean i, I just uh it's um i mean it's been um i have actually never read that book i'm a i, I love uh Margaret Atwood. The, yeah. um, I read Oryx and Crake, and and um, the sequel to that, which I both, which I really loved. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm I'm here holding my my four week old daughter, and oh uh, you know, and and so it's like then like trying to watch Handmaid's Tale. It's like oh, ugh. it just is. Uh, but I am gonna watch it because I feel like I feel like uh, um, I don't know. You ha- you sort of have to. It's a it's, yeah. It's, it's sort of your patriotic duty at this point to like. I mean, that's an intense thing to say about like a Hulu show, but but um, it is. I don't know. There's things that I like. The most recent. This is not turn this into like a like a Handmaid's Tale review sure. podcast, I mean, we, but we could. I mean, I don't. I mean, well, there's like, stuff that I there's stuff that I already don't love that okay, it's yeah. doing. Okay. So I don't think it's like a perfect Ver- show, but versus the book or just versus the book, just or just as a piece of as a piece of culture, like, like there's stuff art. that it has. Yeah. This is, I don't know, it has a male showrunner. Oh, and I feel I like I can tell at points, but that huh. might be like a prejudicial moment where because I know it's a male showrunner, uh-huh. something happens and I think, would a female showrunner have done that? Or would I have felt better about that knowing that the creative That's sort of director behind this was um, female? I don't know. I, so the, yeah. I hate to bring up this word, but that's problematic. <laughs> it is. I mean, well, to have that yeah. kind of a show, have a male show, that just seems, you know. That we, they I mean, women are anyone. involved. Like, there's, yeah. I believe, um, one of the one of the creators of the L word is like either a producer or or something. But yeah. um, so there's there are women who have done lots of like female centric properties involved in it right. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I but it's still a great show. And like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really clear on whether those complaints i like if there's anything about it that's specifically not working because of a, a man being in charge of it but um yeah, yeah so, it's good to see so um back back to this comey thing oh, um God. so 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 like many many things came out right it's um the there is a grand jury that is being convened right like this this was con- i think uh confirmed also by cnn the same night yeah um as as the Comey firing. Um, also, it just came out, I think, yesterday that Comey had asked for more resources from the mm-hmm. Justice Department um, just prior. And um, and then, of course, the next day, the very next day, 
it sounded like I read something about um, at the request of Putin, you know, there was that uh, Tillerson met with that Russian representative mm -hmm. um, in the White House where they let a Russian photographer like take pictures of yeah. everything in the Oval Office, which like <laughs> then there was a tweet where the where the where the former um, head of CIA was like, well, that's not good. Like yeah. just letting Russians <laughs> take pictures of like everything in the Oval Office. That seems like a bad plan. And uh, back to the GOP, it's like it's like um, they can't they can't and they can't. What? Where is it? Like, where are they? They're 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 gone, I guess. They're they're not going to do anything. I, I wondered to myself, you know, if if the roles were reversed, would Democrats be so uh willing to just go along with the whole thing is is it is this partisan politics or is this something to do with the heart of the gop i guess was a, a question i was asking myself but i don't know like you say that and i'm thinking well I, my, my initial thought was a democrat wouldn't do this but i'm exactly. trying to think yeah. but but no i'm trying to think yeah. okay so let's say hillary had 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 won and been sworn in yeah. So she did win. She didn't win. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. She got more yeah. votes. But say she was president now and then yeah. she decided to fire Comey. Right. Um, yeah. Which actually doesn't sound that insane. I mean, she she, yeah. she probably would not have done so, but like she would certainly say that she was going to then be like a corrupt president. You know, mm -hmm. say she decided, decided to, to fire Comey, like would the Democrats be fine with it? And I don't know. Yeah. You know, they might. Yeah, they might. And I mean, I mean, um, you know, the you know, obviously that's like that's like the that's the scenario that you think of. And the, the difference a little bit with with that is that, um, you know, their investigation into her had been closed because they didn't find anything. Well, of course. See, that's the thing. You can't find the You can't really like <laughs> can't like, compare it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 So like it would have had to been a different reason. And of yeah. course, it's not the same. And of course, yeah. all of I, I, I Realities. would say, <laughs> right, right. I would say that, like, if somehow it had come out in the, e let's say there was like an email that came out that that sort of somehow uh, suggested collusion with a foreign government, and the FBI right. was investigating. Sweden had helped elect, yeah, Hillary yeah, Clinton. Hillary Clinton or something, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, and the FBI investigation was ongoing. I like to think, and I do sort of actually really think that if there was an ongoing investigation like that. The Democrats would stand up at that point. But um, I was reading something from David Reese on um, Twitter, a really great thread. Sorry, my cell phone oh, is ringing hello. across the room. Who is that? I'm just going to let it. Let's rock out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my wonderful burner phone ringing over the other side. Man, uh, you got to get a new phone, Summer. You, yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is that, I, like, I, I'm not going to get into the class things. I, I you know. It's amazing how not having a smartphone like mm. affects one's moving through the world. Yeah. Because I, yeah. Yeah. What do you do for maps? I look at maps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just have That's to, great. like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like not having a cell phone. I have no. a cell phone. It's right. just that yeah, right. people like expect you. And honestly, like, I gotta say, like, smartphones, especially iPhones, are very expensive. Like, they are. They're you know, very, very expensive. Maybe I don't want to spend a hundred dollars a month on having an iPhone. All that data and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't need it. I mean, like, uh, but I need it socially more than anything else because people. Like, even my friends are like, I think I'm going to get an iPhone again. And people are like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> really? Like, uh, it feels like, like a class thing to me a little bit. To be absolutely. Honest. No, no. There, there's no doubt that it is. I mean, 
to be fair, there are many cheaper smart. There's like I many, know, yeah, I know. Anyway, anyway, I know. I didn't need to go buy like the exact phone that they are constantly like ripping in half in Breaking Bad and yeah, The Wire. Like exactly. that's the phone that I have. It's the <laughs> phone that like gets you know people like text the like, literal burner phone. Yeah, yeah. I have a literal burner phone, and I um, got it anyway. Whatever. On from that. So so <laughs> so the, thinking about the GOP and and where their conscience is and where it's gone and whether it's ever going to come back. Um, oh right, that. David Reese. Uh, you know, who has a great podcast, election profit makers, general online and TV guy, um, has a great thread that we'll link in the show notes, um, about his sort of changing thoughts on like what would get the G like, you know, he started out like most of us thinking like, Oh, the GOP is just backing him so that they can push through all of their crazy austerity, awful plans for the country. Um, mm -hmm. you know, which, which sort of made sense. And it's like, as long as that, train seemed like it was going then they would back him um but you know it's like now with this his he was saying that like actually you know at a certain point the longer that they don't stand up to him the longer that they don't cry cry foul mm -hmm. um the harder it is to car call foul because at a certain point you have you they'll have to answer for all of the stuff that they've sort of at this point overlooked right and now that's including firing comey including this whole thing and at a certain point, that's just more detrimental to their to their standing. So if they didn't do it, the pussy grabbing, right? Like that lasted a week where they were mm -hmm. like, this is unacceptable. And then, of mm -hmm. course, it becomes acceptable. If they don't do it with Comey, if they don't do it with the Muslim ban, if they don't do it with whatever, at a certain point, all of that just piles on and it becomes impossible for them politically to do it. Mm -hmm. And that scares me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, but so a positive thing that happened yeah, is yes. uh, the pen lost the French election. That's true. So that's good. That was a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I know polls said that sh that uh, Macron was supposed to win, but you know, our polls scary. also said Hillary was going to win. So yeah. I don't like trust that anymore, yeah. especially with the weirdness and all the hacking stuff. I love that um, the Macron people uh, planted a bunch of fake. That was cool. Emails. That was, was a cool like, move. Okay, that's how you do yeah. it. <laughs> that's yeah. how you do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Rather than rather than having a campaign manager who got sucked in by a phishing oh, scam, which is like the saddest thing ever, um, they were ready for it and they they actually clicked on the phishing scams and purposefully gave them uh, fake stuff, which is like amazing. Yeah, it's great because not only does it confuse like the hackers or whatever like weird people are working with them and you know calling themselves journalists when they're not um to disseminate like information it's also it just makes it suspect anything that they would put out it's like yeah. well they put about even if they, even if they like exposed real stuff it would be like there's this yeah i don't know that's not a great thing to say but there's just like an aura of disinformation about it and so i'm really glad that uh he won and um because that was really scary so we we have one less country falling to this kind of crazy racist um you know form of nationalism that's 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 taking yeah that's uh that's growing that seems to be ascendant you know one thing i was going to say about about the comey thing is um i've seen suggestions uh like from john john favreau of uh of the of the podcast uh you know pod save america and all right. those things made the suggestion that that the thing to do is to call on uh, call on the democrats in congress to basically grind everything to a halt Mm -hmm. and to just sort of like just stop i think i guess somehow they have the level i don't i don't know enough about government actually i'm embarrassed to say to, to know exactly how they could do that but like okay. 
he was saying that they, they could, that, you know, and so yesterday I called Cory Booker and I called Senator Bob Menendez, my, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and asked them not only, you know, they both support an uh, independent prosecutor, um, which is great, but I asked them to like, to, to support sort of grinding all Senate work to a halt until a, a prosecutor is named. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like that's the point that we're at. It, we're at that point where, where they need to be way more aggressive. No, I, um, I agree. It's, it's, I mean, I know that people are doing a lot, but it's, it seems to not be enough. And I, I feel like they must know what's at stake. They have to, right? Right. Or <laughs> no, they, 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 you know? they must, I mean, they're all smart people, you know, right. they, they're all, they're not any, you know, it's like, I don't consider myself to be particularly bright and you know, if I can see it, they can see it. That's for sure. Sure. So, you're perfectly bright, Trump. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, sure, sure. It's just like sure, I feel sure. like if average people can sort of see what's going on, certainly, you know, certainly they can. Um, yeah, I mean, it was like last week when we were talking about trying to get this together. You know, the big thing was the health insurance stuff. Yeah, um, which 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 is also you know a a, a terribly scary prospect um, yeah and it's ongoing i know there was some criticism because people were like okay i get that it's bad but you're overreacting because everybody was talking about pre-existing conditions and mm -hmm. all this stuff but i think you know as somebody as one of the like huge percentage of people that have something that can be quote-unquote called a pre-existing condition which is like everything asthma you know whatever and has been in a situation where it couldn't get insurance yeah it's a horrible feeling yeah and so and so you I, benefited greatly from obama from, from the aca yeah totally yes and um and i mean it's it's so i think that even though whether the the worst fears about it will come true or not are sort of i mean they're important but it's it's also important that people just talk about how we can't go back to a culture where this kind of thinking is acceptable yeah for sure and that's sort of i think the main sort of the main thing and it just doesn't it doesn't make any logical sense i mean none of the arguments of like the whole oh you need to be uh like you were careless and like somebody said that oh. you know you're adults with pre-existing conditions don't have insurance like you're careless oh you i like was like responding to your facebook post like in all caps yeah. i just like yeah. can't can't deal with it yeah um, some random dude on twitter who was like i can understand there there's there's an argument to be made for giving insurance to children with pre there's an argument to be made. An argument for, to be made for for children, but adults, adults just make bad decisions, and they don't. Then they just right. You are careless. Yeah, you're yeah. like thanks, guy. It, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. Like insurance is not like you know this thing you level up to and then have forever. I mean, like people, it just doesn't make any damn sense. Like, you know, you get insurance. I think I said this on your post or on someone else's post that I was yeah. shouting in all caps about, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like, you know, you get insurance through a job, you get insurance through a relationship, you get yeah. insurance through school. None yeah. of these things are guaranteed permanent situations. No. You know, your partner right. whose insurance you have, they die, they divorce you, they lose yeah. their job. Whatever, you know, yeah. You finish grad school, heaven forbid. I mean, like whatever happens yeah. to you when you were responsibly insured, and had whatever your thing is happen to you, you know, right? Regardless of how it happened to you, anyway, it's just nuts. And I want people to just tear out by the root this insane concept of like pre existing conditions as applied to human beings. It doesn't even make any logical sense. So that sucks. And yeah, it's pretty crazy in America right now. And I do feel that sense of wanting to have normal life because you have to, I mean, you have to pay your bills. Like, I don't help anyone by not like taking care of my own stuff, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so no, and, and you know, it's like, I got to take care of my kids. I got to pick them up from school. I got to <laughs> deal with whatever, you know? Right, and, right. um, one thing on the healthcare thing is, uh, I have been sort of heartened that it feels as though th- this, we're at a point now where if, if the tide could turn a certain way that, that something like Medicare for all could, could happen now, because it seems like there's the conversation you know, has gone so extreme to one end that, Mm -hmm. you know, that the other end of, and of course, Medicare for all is not an extreme idea in any way. No, it's a basic standard of civilization in every other developed country. (laughs) It's only extreme uh, in our country. And uh, many, many um, uh, senators and representatives have started to uh, sort of sign on to the idea that they think that that's feasible and something that's good and it could happen in New York it could happen in California I feel like as soon as it starts happening in the states um you know which is a big barrier because it's harder I think to do it on a state level than it is on a national level but um as soon as it does start happening I feel like that's bound to be uh good you know for the (gasps) national conversation oh Oh, Jesse's here hello (laughs) Jesse 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 Oh, I think he just joined us, but he's not actually there yet. I'm here. Okay, I'm cool. here. Oh, oh, there hey. he is. Hey, guys. Good morning. <laughs> how, how you doing? I'm doing great. I am doing so good. Um, Hi. Good. Hello. <laughs> how was the wedding? Um, the wedding was not last night. The wedding was two nights ago, and it was, did oh, I tell okay. you? It was Lord of the Rings themed, elf themed. <gasps> oh, my no, God. That's um, amazing. Yes, it was. There was a lot of people <laughs> in costume, and... That is it was a potluck, and they sent us a link of Middle Earth recipes that people were supposed to uh, work from. So there was like that. Jesse. Yeah, this is real. This is all very real. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> it's happening. all happening. But also, uh, I'm in the South. I'm in Georgia. So it was a Southern Baptist dry wedding. So it was both. It, it was Whoa. both like, you know, like the, the readings and everything were all very, very, very biblical. Um, but then they also did a bunch of like elf stuff. Uh, a biblical Tolkien it, wedding. I yeah. love it. That's that actually kind of fits. I mean, Tolkien was very uh, religious himself, right. so it kind of. But yeah. then yeah. also, it was a Tuesday night wedding, which I found like one of the most eccentric parts about the whole thing. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I live near a wedding venue in, in Brooklyn, and people get married every night. Do they really? Week. Well, I guess I guess it's cheaper oh, yeah. when you do it on a Tuesday night. Um, oh, yes. it must be. I'm sure it still costs like a million arms and a leg, but like it's um. The, anyway, they said so, this one was be, was chosen for Tuesday because of the moon cycles. Um, so. Not about cheapness. The moon. That's yeah, cool. That's very cool. Well, that um, welcome. Is it, <laughs> that's what we were talking about, amazingly. When you, yeah, we were yeah. talking about Tolkien-themed weddings, actually. You were not. Like, it was no, you very... were not. <laughs> no, we were not. We were, we were um, talking about... Other... We were talking about uh, healthcare, Medicare for uh-huh. all. Uh, the, we, we Comey firing. Comey sure, firing, sure, obviously. sure. Um, we did... Comey firing has kind of taken over the, the news narrative right now, huh? Like we're not, yes. Just a little Medicare bit. and and the ACA has disappeared a bit from. That was so yeah. last week. We can only have one spotlight issue in America, uh, apparently, and especially now that like everyone, like, like I don't know, the media has been turned into a high school class passing notes and chatting. <laughs> that is what it's like. Yeah. I, no, kind of like I don't know. That's what Twitter makes me think of sometimes. Like sometimes in a really fun, good way, and sometimes in a bad way. But um. Yeah, and so we can't have like one more than like one thing happen at a time. Apparently, no. I want to make a plug for something. If if people want to do some some more deep listening on the on the Comey thing, um, 
there's a show on WNYC called The Brian oh, Lehrer yeah. Show. It's a great show. A very famous, long-running call-in show. And they are doing a lot of Comey stuff. And they had a bunch of different people on yesterday. Um, very interesting perspectives uh, on Comey. And then also because it's a call-in show, um, you know, they get they get people calling Ooh. in. Uh, and you get to hear from people who, you know, you get to hear from regular people who have completely different views as you. And that's always um uh, frustrating, entertaining, and interesting. So um, I would highly recommend. We'll put a link in the show notes to, for, for that as well. That's a good one. Um, I heard two good um, This American Life episodes recently that are germane. Uh, one was about uh, Vladimir Putin. I'm going to, we'll show note the actual titles because I don't remember. And there was another one just about Trump and Trumpism um, that was really interesting. Oh man, like I missed two those. Weeks ago. Yeah, I so I want to recommend Give it a listen. those as some other, we're like, here are other podcasts to listen to while we try to get <laughs> our act together. Well, we try to get ourselves <laughs> fixed. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have I a know, baby. Back, I, I did. Like, I, I, I thank you. To you thank you. Um, it's true. Um, yeah, I had a baby and, uh, but I think we may have found an editor who's going to help us edit the show. We'll figure um, it out. And that's, that's Hank. So Hank. I want to thank Hank. 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 Thanks, Thanks, Hank. Hank. Hank Thompson. Um, Thanks, Hank. so he's, you know, editing the show right now, listening to me say his name. So that's <laughs> nice. And, uh, in terms of the future of the show, um, if you're wondering, um, with Hank's help and, and everything, I think that we are going to be uh, able to get this out on a much more regular Hank's schedule. Hank's like, so. wait, what <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, what are you, what, what, what is what this are you talking about? What are you saying? No, no. Um, we'll figure it out. And like, I, I'm going to learn like editing and stuff. So <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> we can like figure it out. We do. I mean, we have talked about doing like a, doing like a little, which would be, which would be good. Kinda. Yeah. For all of us to have yeah, yeah. basics. So we can do other things. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be traveling a little bit in the next couple of months, but it is my full intention to continue doing this. I think that's going to be fine. Yeah, podcast from France. Podcast yeah, and it'll be easier because I don't have to do it in the morning. <laughs> you guys will be like, good morning, and I'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> All right, cool. yeah. You got to make it to a meeting. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta run. Um, but it's good to talk to you guys, and we'll talk soon. And do you guys want to chat a little bit after I leave about politics, or sure? Are we ending I can, it? Now? I can do it. I can do it for maybe like another couple sure. minutes. Sounds okay. good. Okay. All right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, Thanks. summer. Bye, summer. Great. All right. Bye. <laughs> um. So where had you guys left off? What were you talking about politically? Well, we were talking about healthcare. I don't know if you had. We talked all about Comey and. Uh, where the GOP is and the, how they're kind of just like falling down on their job and um, what what it would take to get them to to come over to our side and the idea that maybe maybe they never will. Um, I was going to say like another thing is like um, uh, uh, that that the most important thing continues to be turnout at midterms mm -hmm. because it seems like that's that's sort of our last best hope. Like, re like, regardless of what else this happens. This is true. Did you read, though, the Sarah Kenzier kind of uh, depressing, surprise, surprise, uh, Mary, Mary I Claire? I did. I did. So uh, uh, I didn't I didn't read. I saw her tweets. Basically, the idea being that 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 the GOP and Trump are acting as though they, uh, they know something. Right. That we exactly. Don't, exactly. That, like, that we, we are already yeah. like far enough along on the way to autocracy that they are just kind of like, we don't care. We'll do whatever we want about the right. ACA and anything else. And good luck fighting. us. Right. So. Yeah, because because there's no way that that regardless of whatever else happens, they're gonna they're gonna that it's been gerrymandered and that they're gonna they have, they plans, have plans basically right. to, to 
that is scary. I, I, you know, I would say, you know, uh, I worry about saying things mm-hmm. like that um, because I think it only depresses turnout. And um, and I know that sort of Sarah's uh, that the sort of um, depressing realist is is definitely Sarah's mo, um, mo, yeah. uh, and her mandate, and I and I respect that. But I think that. And I think it's a dangerous thing to say. I think it's a dangerous um, tack to take that that there's that there's no hope that there's uh, that there's literally nothing we can do because they are so um, just unconscionable. You know, they just have no conscience that they would that that uh, that we shouldn't try. And also, it's just so Um, early, too. Right. Like you're talking about depressing voter turnout. I think right now concentrating on those 2018 elections is what's keeping a lot of people going. It gives them, it gives yeah. them something to fight for, it gives them something to think about. Yeah. And I'm, I'm certainly not ready to be at that moment where I'm like, well, you know, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think, I think like, you know, uh, exactly, exactly. And I think like, I think I continue to think that if we all, you know, if everybody hearing my voice and, and, and you get your friends involved and everybody focuses on, that focuses on turnout for those kind of elections that we still stand a chance that, that, that we can still stand up to them. Absolutely. Um, It is scary and it seems, and it does seem hopeless at sometimes, but I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to, to just say that, you know, that we've thrown in the towel. Although summer and I did say that basically (laughs) like we, we do feel like, you know, with, with this firing of Comey that if he were, if he were to push through you know, like a Giuliani or like a just some kind of crazy head of the FBI that is clearly that is so clearly not, uh, you know, so clearly a political mm-hmm. appointee. If that happens, that would feel like a like a like a a blow, like a blow, like bigger yeah. than a blow, like a like 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 a wound, like a deep deep. You know, that's wound. true. That's true. Um, but I mean, I do think that people are pretty fired up too. you know, like I think I think it feels like escalating tensions on both sides. Like, yes, yes, it that's does. true that that would be a pretty bad, severe wound. But I also think on the flip side, the blowback to that would be pretty enormous. Um, I hope you know. so. Um, what have you been doing? Anything besides uh, being a dad <laughs> of a new? Have you, have you been active? I have no. not. I've been. I was telling Summer that having two kids is is more difficult than having yeah. one, and uh, I literally have no time because uh, I parent my my son Jupiter like twenty four seven basically. And uh, the times that I'm not parenting him, I'm trying to make enough money that, that we can yeah, survive. No, absolutely. But uh, what I, what have I been doing? Um, well, is that good for your media consumption? Like, have you been able to like scale it back a little bit so you're not. I, I I have I ha, I I was scaling it way back. I've sort of dipped back into it. What what have you been up to? Have you been up to um, a little bit? A couple things. Uh, one, doing some volunteering at uh, the Council on American and Islamic Relations Care. They have awesome. a, an office up in Astoria, Queens, um, and it's amazing the amount of just kind of like day to day bureaucratic work that they need done. You know, everything yeah. from yeah. making phone calls about new grants and. Uh, they're actually looking for graphic designers if anybody um, can help them mm. out. So, that, so that's been interesting. Uh, and then getting a surge chapter going in my neighborhood. Um, oh, great. We're, we're in the kind of the infancy stage where we're trying to work out exactly what it is. A, work through so that nobody's sitting around kind of just like wringing their hands about all of the stuff that they didn't do in the past. Um, sure. And B, coming up with like a solid mission uh, for a local neighborhood group, like what can we do on a neighborhood by neighborhood basis to, um, yeah. you know, is that going to local community board meetings? Um, there's been pe- members that have been going to the police, 
police meetings in our neighborhood about mm-hmm. stop and frisk uh, situations and making their voices heard. So it's been good. Yeah. That's the most important stuff I feel like is the local yeah. stuff, yeah. you know, because that's where you can make the most. That's you can, you, you know, you show up at those meetings and like even having one more body there is yeah, significant makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, we continue to, you know, we have like monthly donations to to different organizations that are doing um, mostly like turn, you know, work on on turning out in 2018. That's where that's where most of our monthly donations have gone. But, you know, we we donate monthly to like ACLU mm-hmm. and uh, Planned Parenthood and things like that. Um, so I feel like that's sort of like as far as I can go at this moment. Are you still are you still um, paying attention to brand new Congress? Yes, I am. Um, they've just they've announced their second uh, their their second official nominee mm-hmm. um, for for the Senate, um, and I believe she is running against Mansion. Is mm-hmm. that his name in uh, West Virginia? Okay. Yeah, if people want to check it out. I know brand brand new Congress is is a is a crazy idea. Uh, <laughs> I just I I just love it so much though because. So here, so let me tell you a little bit about this person. Um, so uh, Paula Jean is running as as a, a senator in um, on the brand new Congress platform in West Virginia, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She's a native of West Virginia, and she's a daughter and a granddaughter of a coal miner. You know, she grew up there. She lives there. But I think what people should do is they should check out uh, brandnewcongress.com and look at the the candidates that that they're running and see that the idea that that they have is to find these remarkable local individuals Mm -hmm. who um, sort of check all the different boxes, which is they're good in front of a camera, they can campaign, they have deep roots in the community, and most importantly, they they back this brand new Congress uh, platform, which is, you know, Medicare for all, huge infrastructure spending, you know, an end to uh, uh, the, you know, the prison pipeline, things like that. Just their, their platform is hugely progressive. And the idea is to find people that can speak to their communities in a way that will excite them and get them on. on It'd be great side. if we could get uh, the new candidate onto the show. It would be great. I think we could probably make yeah. that happen. Seems um, possible. Stay tuned. Yeah. So check it out. And um, so, yeah, I donate to them every month. I donate to Knock Every Door still, which I think is a great uh, organization. One of these days, I'll be able to get out. Um, I asked my wife if I could go, don- <laughs> go donate some Please. of my time. And she's like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? So until the baby is, you know, able to even like sit mm-hmm. up and do things, I think uh, I'm going to be homebound. But uh, well, we all do what we can, you know. That, yeah, that's that's how it is, and I think everybody just continues to do to do what they can. For sure. All right, you want to? I think we should uh, we should call, call it a, a show, show. and um, yeah, we will be uh, back on a regular schedule and back in sort of our normal mm-hmm. mode. This is, I think, just our sort of. <laughs> dipping our toe back in when mm-hmm. we can. But uh, I think I think it's safe to say that we will have a, a real full episode yep. next week. Um, and if we can get our, our our stuff together, we can maybe even have a, a guest on. So we'll see how that goes. Sounds good. Yeah. How do we how do we sign this off? I think we just say here we here go. Here we go. Here we go.